Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coming from a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild top in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, The Anos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, Dianos, presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar. Before or after the game, hit up Moots Pizzeria located on Library Street in the heart of Detroit. My name is Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who exclusively, aggressively removes his clothing. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on with you? Yeah, I practically ripped my finger off yesterday, tearing my clothes off. Got to get right to it, you know? You got to drop those clothes in a hurry sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I definitely do. I obviously am referring to the Zach Police sack yeah. incident. Where does that rank for you in the realm of embarrassing player injuries? Because there's actually a fairly long history of them. Yeah, and it just seems like it's baseball players. I mean, aside from Jason Pierre-Paul, I mean, do you really hear about this stuff in football or any of the other sports, uh, really? In, in football, you do. I can't remember who oh, it was, yeah. and a good good podcast host might have looked this up prior, but there was a, a player that, like, dropped, I want to say a glass bottle, and just instinctively, you know, how soccer players like to keep things in the air, like, Didn't tried to keepy-uppy it with his foot, and as you might imagine, a glass bottle going into his foot didn't didn't end well. Um, but yeah, Sammy's, uh, I feel like Sammy's, uh, Sammy Sosa's sneeze was, was kind of the other oh, big, yep. I wouldn't say funny because you know, you know, you never want to see a, a professional athlete get injured. That's their livelihood. But at the end of the day, it's kind of funny. I have a theory about this. Would you like to hear it? Absolutely. I, my theory is that baseball players do not do many more stupid things than your average athlete. It's just that their season is so long and they play every day that mo- it, it gets reported more. It's just a it's just, it's a math problem, not an injury problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I you buy that? Like, because the season is longer. If, if Joe football player hurts himself aggressively taking his jersey off in practice, he'll probably be ready to go for Sunday. He still won't get reported. And if it happens in... July, that's also not going to get reported because the the games, the season only 16 games. We're like three minutes into the show and there's already been more logic than most of the, the previous 123 combined. I'm dropping all the analytics on you. Have you ever suffered an unusual injury? You're a bit of a fiery yeah. guy. I can see something like that happening. You want me to tell you some embarrassing injuries that I have? Yes, Absolutely. Okay, this one is kind of embarrassing. This is a Spencer Spencer Torkelson type situation. 
one time I was um, opening a can of chicken, like canned chicken, because I and um, I sliced my finger on the the lid, the top of the can. And uh, I was home alone at the time, but I was so embarrassed that I didn't want to call anybody or go get any stitches or help or anything because my, my wife would have, you know, I, I would, I didn't want to worry her or whatever. So I, I just, you know, kind of taped it together. And now I have a huge scar on my middle finger where I chicken can cut myself. It's always good to have a story. You want one more or not? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, do I. So when I was growing up, we had a wood-burning stove in the center of our home. And my folks heated the house almost exclusively with wood in the wintertime. And when I was little, I don't know, three or four, maybe five, I don't know how old I was. But the house was, was cold around the outside, but it was warm in the middle. When I took a bath, I got out of the bath. And I was going to go warm myself near the wood burning stove. And as one does, I, I backed up towards the stove to uh, heat my, my posterior. Well, I bent a little far and got too close to it. And I scorched my buttocks. Wow. On the wood burning stove. And I had a burned butt. And that's a, it's a fun family story that they like to tell about me. Yeah. It's true. Seem story. like the kind of one that parents would want to sit on. I'm very curious, like that has to be really, um, you know, detrimental to your everyday life. Like you sit a lot. What, what did you do? Well, it's, it, it was this scar. I mean, it healed. That was a long time ago. So it was just, I, I wasn't meaning long-term. I was meaning in the short term. Like was, were you okay to sit immediately? I'm thinking about people who like, no, like they bandaged my, my cheek. So were you uh, on your stomach for the next three to six for a little while? Yeah, I was, I could not sit for a while, but you know, kids heal so fast, right? Sure. Especially that fleshy part. So I was, I was good to go before no time. So obviously uh, Zach Plesek, when he ripped off his shirt aggressively, it was in frustration. Do you have an aggressive, uh, you know, release your frustration move? That's kind of like your go-to. Oh, that's a good question. Um, no, I don't think so. Do you? I feel like the only thing that I get really like annoyed about is when like a Man United player will miss an open shot. And I feel like I kind of give one of these, like look to the sky and, you know, you have, have my to describe it. People je- cannot see you <laughs> look to the sky and gesticulate wildly. Like, you know, what, yeah. what just happened? How did they miss? I that? Car- do you say I carumbo like a cartoon character? I don't, but based on what I'm seeing myself do in, in the little thing here, I, I feel like that would be pretty fitting. You look like a little bit like Yosemite Sam without the guns. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. Like an angry, go ahead and angry cut that one out at this prospector. Point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Eric, the free press started a conversation this week, and I think that we should probably weigh in. I feel like we have kind of a unique uh, perspective on this based on, on where we live. But where does the up north begin to you? Oh, yeah. This did you, is a fascinating Did you see this thing. graphic that, that they put yep. out? So, yep. so number one cuts off at like the Keweenaw Peninsula. Uh, number two cuts off at. Which is a ridiculous. Yes, that thing. is, that is be, absurd. That's straight out. Two is, right out the door. Two is at the bridge. Three looks like it's about 10, 10 going across ish. Four sure. is like at the base of the thumb. And then five is like north of Detroit. All right. I have very strong feelings on this. I'm assuming you do too. I'll let you go first. Well, a lot of people commented to it that up north is more of a a state of mind, mm-hmm. if you will. It's not a it's not a line of longitude. 
So um, I would I would tend to agree with that. And I would say anywhere that's about 45 to 60 minute drive north of you is considered up north. All right. I actually I can't disagree. An hour. I'll say an hour. If you drive an hour north of your house, you're you're up north. Especially from where you live. I think that's definitely true. On the on the west yeah. side of the state, basically anytime you get north of Grand Rapids, I feel like you're you're up north. But okay. You go to the east side and you got like Flint and Saginaw, which are that's true. probably you gotta an work hour. a little harder at it. Yeah. I feel like you gotta kinda get up towards like Bay City. At that point you're up north. Mm. I th- I think ten is a real good divider line. Yeah, I I buy that. I now, buy that. There were some people in my comments that say that uh, you know, just the UP is up north how do you feel how about did, that how statement? did you deal with that when you lived in traverse city did you feel like you lived up north yeah definitely okay yeah i for me obviously going up north was the up which i wouldn't do because there's not you know fancy coffee shops and zoos up there but people do um i don't know traverse city is always up north i feel like that yeah. cadillac petoskey like those are kind of the the non-negotiables anything right. beneath that i like is up for debate see for me it's peculiar because i'll head 131 north and to me big rapids definitely feels like up north yeah but pearson kind of doesn't you know so i'd be lying to you if i had if i told you i had any idea where pearson was sand lake doesn't really feel like up north i'm trying to pick the exact exit that is up north i feel like Exit 131, this is the White Cloud exit where you get off to go to the River Ridge campground. That is the the delineation for what is up north. I have just decided. So do you know all of the 131 exits, like you know the 96 exits? Um, if I, if, if I had to work at it, I probably could come up with over half of them. Truthfully, there, there's not a whole lot between like Big Rapids and Cadillac. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I could come up with most of them between Grand Rapids and Big Rapids, probably. Yeah, maybe, maybe a future power ranking. Stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when we get into hunting season, wouldn't that be that? That'd be perfect, wouldn't it? Uh, it would be something. You can get more from the two of us on Twitter and Instagram at hosted by Jay Hall. That's me at Eric Wayne's brain. That's Eric. And the show is at Podcastianos. And on Facebook, we are at Podcastianos. Moots Pizzeria and Bar is, of course, our presenting sponsor. Not our only sponsor, but our presenting sponsor. It is the Motor City's only authentic New York pizzeria and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene amongst the best of the best we have to offer with favorites like the Garlic Knots, the Uptown, and the Bronx Pizza Gamelli Pasta, and the Chocolate Lava Cake. And they have some killer cocktails and a great hazy IPA for the fanciest fanciest among us (laughs) stop in with friends for a few pies or grab an authentic slice from their slice counter we we, when we were there we saw people get in and out it really can be boom 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 if you want it to be uh it's going to be an instant favorite visit mootspizzeria.com to place an order or to learn more and don't forget they offer two hours of validated parking in the z lot tell them that jordan and eric sent you yeah, that'll be a super comfortable thing to do. Just go to your hostess or your server and say, let me tell you, I am here for one reason. And that is because of Eric and Jordan. Please tell your supervisor or authorities, authorities, that that is why I'm here. It's They'll expect it. So many people are doing it. Just do that. 
I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. Eric, this is two straight weeks where I have to be honest, I have mostly good things to say about our team. We discussed. Are you la- otherwise not honest? Are you uh, a dishonest person? 50 50. We discussed okay, last week that it's that last week might have been the best stretch of the season, uh, but sweeping the Yanks at home was was pretty fun. Feels good. Feels good. And, you know, and people try to take it away from us. People tried to poo poo it. The Michael K, who is the announcer for the Yankees. Screw that, dude. They they played the the clip of like, yeah, we're just there's you can't lose. Look at Scooble's win loss record, and we've just made so many mistakes, like. Um, even my, even my boy, Craig Calcaterra in the little newsletter to, you can't lose to the, you know, to the tigers or whatever. And I was like, come on, we're, we're a better, we're a little better. Your boy, John boy was, he, he tweeted early in the year that no team can make the playoffs. That's been swept by the tigers, which to be honest, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, it was a really good week. Uh, did you see Dan Dickerson said that the, the Yankees lineup was very pitchable? Feels like an unnecessary Ooh. but kind of accurate dig. Ouch! Yeah, I, I suppose. Dan. The, the, the yeah. thing is, is they're they're not really missing that much. I mean, you got Lemayhew and Stanton and Judge and Urshela yeah. and Tor- like all these guys are kind of their main dudes. I mean, I guess I, like, I guess Hicks is out, but he was hitting like a buck fifty before he. They seem like an all or nothing team to me. Like either they're clicking, and uh, you know they have a lot of big sluggers. Either they're they're pounding people, or they they seem a little lost, right? Do you think because didn't maybe... they start out the season really slow? They did, and then they started to pick it up again. Pound people, and yeah, yeah. Maybe we caught them at the right time, or maybe we're just turning a corner. He says our pitching's been good, though. I mean, I Yankees are no Yankees. We could have run our guys out. And done just fine. I mean, Mize basically outdueled Garrett Cole, which is not a sense I thought I would say this year. You're exactly right. And don't you have a little bit of a warm, fuzzy feeling about our young guys? You know, somebody posted a picture of uh, Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox uh, next to uh, Turnbull, Mize, and Scooble. And I thought, boy, that's, that's a little bit of hubris. But uh, it's something to dream on, right? It is. It's been so long since we've had anything to dream on. Let's yes. let's let's take these three, and obviously Boyd's situation is a little bit different, a little more established. Only one more year left on the deal. But <coughs> excuse me, a bug just flew down my throat. He's been buzzing I'm... my head for like the last minute. And did you hear it? Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those little yeah. gnats that that come from being on plants. Um, which I know you of. ate a plant now, just right now, just right now. <clears throat> that's that's a big moment live on the podcast, friends. Yeah. Not everybody just eats insects on a live recording all the time. The things I do for content. Your face did look like you just ate an insect. It was a little distorted. Do you have any idea what I was talking about before that? Um, Boyd's situation is different. Oh, and anyway, I ate so an we insect. we have the. <laughs> We have those three young guys that are under control for a long time, and yes. we have the hottest pitching coach in the game. Oh boy, a here it comes! Genius, here it comes! At the helm, buckle up, people. I mean, let's let's just stop, take a moment, and enjoy this. We've discussed this many times. Ful- or not Fulmer, uh, Mize and Scooble are going to have their ups and downs this year, but they're both kind of on an up right now, and they're both trending up hard. Like, this is good. This is we- if we're going to do the fetter fetish thing. Shall we talk about funk? 
Yeah, let's do it. He did he fix Kyle Funkhauser? I think so. Here's my question for you. Were we too hasty to write him off? The stuff was never not there. Like he always threw hard. He always had that good slider. He just couldn't put it together. Should we have seen that this was possible? No, because we've seen a lot of stuff only guys who have failed to put it together. Right. I don't think it's unreasonable for us to, after an extended period of searching to say, yeah, this guy may not, may not have it, but you're exactly right. I mean, all the tools have been there. Yeah. We, I mean, when I, we were in Milwaukee to see him play, uh, what was that yesterday? feels like a lifetime ago, but yesterday, I mean, he was very, very impressive and he just kind of keeps racking up scoreless outing after scoreless outing at at a certain point. Like that's kind of all you want from relievers. Like it by and large, it doesn't necessarily matter how it gets done. Just go out there and throw up zeros and it's happening. Speaking. Yeah. You know, basically the brewers ran out their ace, right? What's his name? Burns. Yeah. Yeah, Corbin. And we cobbled together. We started Alexander. It was a bullpen day. And we went toe-to-toe with him, right? I have to be honest. When we were making fun of Rule 5 Ronnie like three weeks ago, I didn't foresee watching him pitch live with my own eyes just a few weeks later in the season. He was I mean, he was fine. I use that. He, he was perfectly adequate. I somebody asked me it. I tweeted something effective. Maybe I was wrong about Funkhauser, and they're like, Rule 5 Ronnie, too? I'm like, okay, let's let's pump the brakes here. Uh, no. But, yeah, that was uh, – he he seems to have a magic touch. Joe – Okay, Joe okay might be big here. guy. What? Why is he not magicking Daniel Norris? Fix, fix I mean, him up better? It's a good question. I mean, with, without trying to pass the buck for my boy too much – you know, different <laughs> tactics work with different people. Obviously, sure, they yeah. are, they're working with guys like Casey. Uh, Casey is publicly yeah. crediting him with a lot of his success. Okay, which is obviously, right. I was because I, I was clo- I was close to accusing you of the if it's good, it's fetter. If it's bad, it's not fetter. That doesn't sound like me. That, that couldn't be it. <laughs> I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I'm glad he, he that fixed Arania. I mean, he was fixing Tehran. Obviously, yeah. exaggerations on on both of those accounts. Well, but so I've said this on the podcast a number of times, but it is extremely difficult for me to parse out what bits of a player's success have to do with the coaching. Absolutely, right? but I think we can solidly establish that a rookie freshman pitching coach uh, is certainly not. Um, to the detriment of the squad. He's not doing any worse than Rick Anderson. <laughs> Definitely not. I feel like with a pitching I mean, coach, a lot of it, him. without without knowing the, the ins and outs, a lot of it comes down to he's clearly looking at these guys with fresh eyes. I feel like that's a lot of it with, with Turnbull and Boyd. Um, you know, he doesn't have the same fed up ideas or, you know, stale ideas that, that Rick Anderson was. <coughs> Sorry, man, that, that bug it, is... D- is yeah? Is he taking up residence? Is he, is that bug breeding in your throat? I think, I think there's a chance he might a be. Nat nest. He's just going to wow. be part of the show now. We'll have to name him. Um, and he has I don't I don't once again I don't even remember what I was saying. He has a lot of different ideas. He has a lot of new, which sounds a lot to different. Sounds a lot like different, but fresh, new, different, innovative. All of these ideas. And wait, what? 
Innovative? Innovative. Is that not innovative? Innovative? Yeah. Innovative or innovative? Innovative. I'm pretty sure that's how must be how the British say it. I I consume a lot of British content. It's quite it's quite innovative on my schedule. <laughs> Who hassles you more than me? I'm sorry. You can't get through a sentence without you can't I mean, even it's mostly, be, mostly the You can't be point. innovative without me hassling you. Um, I'm sorry. Point being Continue. position coaches like that, a lot of what you're doing is just kind of throwing tips at a wall and seeing what takes with guys. And Mm. I think that his tips that he's throwing are better and more innovative than what they're used to in the past. And that's why some of it has worked. Does that make sense? Sure. Because I don't know the math on this, but how much time can a guy spend with each player? I, I, I know he's, I mean, they're Working all, before all and of after the games, starters but... are going to be throwing bullpens between starts, and he's going to be watching that sure. like a hawk. I mean, I, I'd imagine yeah. more than you would think. Okay, that's fair. Uh, the only other pitching talk I want to get to is, boy, I feel like we're kind of approaching the point where we need to decide, and obviously not you and I, unfortunately, but we either need to trade him or we need to re-sign him. 2022 is his last year that he signed for. Value's probably never going to be higher, which... You know, if if we're trying to trade him as a good thing, if we're trying to re-sign him, it's not. Uh, I feel like there's been almost no talk about what to do with him outside of Tiger's Twitter. What, what do you what do you see there? I think that's fine. I I don't see any reason to trade or trade or do anything with him now because if he's under contract for next year yet, you want as much information as possible. Remember when we um, re-signed Miguel Cabrera to an extension that we did a year to, early, yeah. and I think that was a bad choice because another year of information would have helped a lot. There was nothing stopping you from signing him later, and uh, with Boyd re-signing him now, uh, you're buying high a bit. And uh, I, I just don't see any upside to going either way right now, because if you trade him now, you miss out on, enough, you know, basically from this deadline to the next deadline, a whole season of them. Um, Counterpoint so to I, that. I, I, I wait. Counterpoint to that. We've seen him peak in value and crash back to earth. Right. I mean, it, well, at least the worst case scenario, then crashes back. We at least get the innings out of him. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I'm, at, yeah. It seems unlikely at this point that he's going to bring back an absolute haul at the deadline or anything like well, that. Right. Yeah. So may, maybe it's just like they just aren't giving. I say they clubs just aren't giving away hauls anymore. Like it, that's just kind of not how it's working. Yeah, I mean, everybody's valuing prospects higher. So fools. <laughs> yeah. Obviously yeah. joking. So. Yeah, I. I don't know with Boyd. I I would just wait and see. See once what you get. We have time yet. We do. All right. So I have a tweet from Bob Bob Nightingale. You might have seen this. It was kind of doing the rounds. But this is what he says. Baby steps. It may not be worth a raucous celebration, but the Tigers 14 and 13 record in the month of May was rather significant for the franchise. It was only the third winning month in the past five seasons. Not not great. Um, But... Baby I mean, steps. We like you said, we went fourteen and thirteen. We haven't done that at any point so far this season. And we were talking about being historically bad on this show not too often yep. long ago. 
So I forget where I heard it. I, I think it was on one of the broadcasts. I think it might have been the TV broadcast. But um, basically the assertion was, yes, this is the seeds of a culture change in Detroit. The new regime is enacting its <clears throat> philosophies and we're shedding our losing ways. And this is this is the uh, beginning of the beginning. I'm going to guess that was on the television broadcast. I'm certain it was. Uh, do, so, do, do you, you buy that? I think it was Jack Morris, honestly. That is an extremely difficult one to answer because there are. There's a lot of false starts sometimes. There's a lot of false starts. There's signs of life that aren't necessarily signs of rebirth, if, if that makes sense. Um, sure. I feel like what you can look at is how we're getting this done, and that's with young, sustainable pitching, which makes me think, yes. I mean, the, the hitting you can buy some bats and the hitting hasn't been particularly great to begin with. Like it's, right. it's been young pitching driven, which makes me lean. I would say towards a certain yeah. level of sustainability to this newfound success. We are what never going to go anywhere until we address the lineup, though. What is the true takeaway from the book and the movie Moneyball? You can find your Scott Hatterbergs. You can find your uh, Arubiel Durazos. You just need to find on-base guys. That's the main point. The unspoken silent point of Moneyball was you need to have stud pitchers. Remember they had Mulder, Zito, and... Um, Tim Hudson. Hudson. And they d hardly made the book. But those three guys were the reason the A's won so many games in a row and that they were good. Yes, it was a little bit of – it was obviously innovation on the hitter side and some on the pitcher side. But um, it's it's hard to moneyball your way into studly young pitchers, right? Yeah. And that's – the Braves, you know, anywhere you look – it's kind of like the NBA where you have, you know, you have to have your big three. It's almost like you need a core of good young pitchers. It seems like to me. And where can we find some of that? Good young pitchers? The, have, by losing a lot and getting high draft picks? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> I mean, just. Or, that's, or that's Fetter coaching them up. We have. <laughs> yeah, both <Yeah>. of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So tie a bow on that. I'm not discouraged. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm going as far as to say, you know, seeds of rebirth like like your boy Jack Morris. But I don't know. It could be worse. Like we're, we're definitely moving in the right direction, yeah. which is something that I didn't think I'd be able to say like a month and a half ago. We can say trust the process without laughing so much right now. A little bit of trust the process. I know. <laughs> I feel like the process... Uh, was bestowed upon us as opposed to us like having this process that we were trusting in. Like, yeah, just, there, there was no master plan. You we saying? backed into the we process just to get cheap. like you did with the, the wood burning stove. I mean, I feel like that that's kind of what, what, what has happened here. <laughs> no master. Yeah. No intentionality there. Well, I mean, you keep picking in the one, one or one, three, eventually you're going to have a bunch of young right. guys like we have. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't a, a tactical deconstruction. This was the Illich family wanting to save some money. And if we stumble into some good draft picks, well, that's a double benefit. 
that is exactly that's what the happened. cynical take right no, no that's that's the real take that, that is exactly no. what's happened all right uh, only downside uh, of this past couple weeks has been uh miggy he is now oh for his last 17 which according to my notes is not good um is there anything that can be done there obviously come to you as the the hitting coach expert here <sighs> You know, uh, very popular, some popular people on Twitter, World of Isaac, I think, uh, our, our uh, friendly eating man, uh, <laughs> said so, he, he, likes, he likes to sample the snack foods. I know he does. That's it's good, World of Isaac. very reductionist. <laughs> and he's a, he's he's a, a tiger's funny guy. Yeah. In, intellect. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Uh, he was basically, and I don't think he was kidding, like, are we going to have to do something with Miguel Cabrera soon? Is this sustainable? And he is right now among qualified batters, I think last in uh, batting average. Um, he's batting a fifth. He's sporting a 55 OPS plus. Uh, he's, it seems like these uh, milestone hits are getting farther and farther apart. Uh I, we we on the last podcast we said you know maybe there's no better place for him to do this than Detroit and I still kind of feel that way, but he's got to help a little bit more. Got to help, Miggy. I think he will, and I, I feel like my stance hasn't really changed from last week. If he hits a hundred points better, does it mean that we're gonna make the playoffs? Or if we sub somebody else into no. the lineup that hits 40 points better, does it actually mean anything? Like, I genuinely don't. I think the end destination is the same place. Might as well. You know, people get excited when he comes up to the plate at Comerica. They probably shouldn't at this point, but they do. The, you know, the announcer gets real loud. Yeah, there is a, yeah, there's a, a palpable buzz in the stadium. It's not like DHing Victor Reyes or Eric Haas is going to really give us that much better of a chance. At least this this Z- way you listen, can hear history, see history. Z- Zach Short batting for Miguel Cabrera would be would be better. It, it that, would be better. Well, I'm not saying that these wouldn't be better. I'm just saying that it wouldn't be significantly better. And that's uh, ever think that you'd hear the day when Zach Short would be? There was actually a point in the game yesterday that we were at where I was like. Zach Short's a baller. If we pinched hit Zach Short and he was able to lay a bunt down here, that would be better than whatever outcome Miggy is going to do. And then he hit Uh, into a double play. So, um, yeah. So anyway, have you ever been up to Milwaukee? I feel like we just, we discussed this pre. I've been to the city, but I've not been to, it's it's not Brewers Field anymore, uh, uh, Miller Field anymore. Is it Miller Park? It's American. Uh, American hugging. Something like that. Sweet. Uh, it's an Americana field or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Beautiful ball. They have, they have a, a yelly melt. Cause you know, there's like cheese and whatnot in Wisconsin, but sure. they, they named a grilled cheese after Christian Yelich, which I think is really cool. And I think we should have something like that. Did you find whimsy in the mustachioed mascot who slides down the slide? Of course I do. Bernie Brewer. The thing that's funny is he, so Whit and I were actually discussing this during the game. So he slides down the slide, but what if there's a back-to-back home run? You got to get yourself back up to the chalet mm, hustle. before there is a, a potential another home run to slide back down. Like I don't know, is he pressure. confined to that space in preparation of home runs? Then, like if the Brewers are batting, does he need to be in that 
spot? Yeah, he he stays in. So it's called uh, Bernie's Chalet because everything is German uh, or Alpine up there. Naturally. Um, and he just like paces back and forth on like the deck area waiting for something to slide down the slide on. But yes, hmm. obviously I found whimsy. You know, you know how I feel about such things. You're you're jovial as can be. It's true. Uh, the only other part that I wanted to talk about was your boy Tyler Alexander when he didn't get a chance to oh, hit. Oh man, that was just devastation on that man's face. That's how I felt after the game was done. Just kind of slumped shoulders, dragging my bat, and almost as fun as Alexander's uh, body language was Hinch's body language because. Hinch was smiling and kind of laughing like, yeah, I know, bud. Sorry. I know you're, I know you're bummed, but I got to be the grown up." and was kind of laughing about it. I thought it was a cute, it, it was a, 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 uh, a simple joy moment of, you know, the disappointment and how it all played together. But I thought it was cute. And then in the, f- <coughs> excuse me. How's that Nat treat you, oh, bud? And it is Gonna gonna switch to me. Natty Light. <laughs> but then in a bit of, of cosmic injustice, Rule 5 Ronnie got the chance to bat, and holy oh. crap, was that a poor attempt oh. to bunt. <laughs> I just saw it in a GIF or a little video or something, and he looked just like a de- uh, incapacitated wildebeest up there, just all limbs and... What is going on? That was a mess. Now, do you take that as we shouldn't have the DH, or do you enjoy seeing that and want to vice versa that? See, I've been raised on AL baseball, so I'm conflicted because I I, I love the simplicity and kind of the symmetry of always having the DL and this is how it is, and I, I prefer that. But there's something about me that loves to see people fail. I like when the gymnasts fall down. I like watching a golf tournament and they hit it in the water. Um, I like when the NASCAR guy, you know, spins in the grass in the outfield or in the infield. Like, I kind of like those moments of humanness in my sports. So I'm conflicted. All right, let's move on to power ranking. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Power rankings. I'm going to make these quick because we, I have to tell you, we have a ton of multi-part Twitter questions today. Oh boy, testing our intellect. Absolutely. It's not going to um, well for anyone. 
so uh, I don't know you if you know this, but there has been a, a global pandemic recently. Noticed, yeah. And, and we're, we're starting to emerge from that. And, you know, really, we're looking for what are the real markers of when the pandemic is winding down or, or, or over, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that has been in the news is that Costco is going to be Again, offering samples. Let's go. They're, they're famous samples. And they're going to be having seating back in their food court area so you can get your buck 50 hot dog or whatever. Um, so maybe it's time for a trip to Costco again. I have for you the top seven and the bottom three things that you should buy at Costco. <laughs> of Kirkland brand fame. Let's, Are you ready? Here let's we go. do this. Number seven is bacon. You get a nice three pack of bacon. It's pretty good bacon. It's uh, it's it's cheap. Uh, you can't go wrong with with bacon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, number six, the entry siren song of the televisions. Aren't they beautiful? The televisions when you walk into Costco or any, you know, if you don't go to Costco, just use your imagination around like. Sam's Club or your big box retailer. Okay. Work with me, people. And get a Costco card because it's awesome. We're, we're a Costco family. So, you know, we don't associate with the Sam's people. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the TVs when you walk in, a brilliant piece of marketing. Uh, they they put the most beautiful, expensive TV right up front. You see it's like, you know, five grand or whatever. It primes you to think that then everything else later in the store is relatively inexpensive. Well, at least I'm not buying the $5,000 television, right? Yeah. Psychology. Mm. Mm. People up there in Kirkland, they know what they're doing. Uh, but I um, just this past weekend, I bought a, a television for my mother and father. And I, I went and installed it like a good son does. And it was easy. It was a cheap TV. The five thousand dollar No, I got them the three hundred and twenty dollar version. Yeah. So, cheap TVs are cheap. Get them at Costco is fine. They're they're enticing. Number five, I have the frozen burger logs yeah. that they have. They get the, you get hamburger and then they're like in this log. Yeah. It's like a giant sausage, and they're they're one pound each. They're cheap. They're easy to like. You could just slice them up and make sliders, or you use them in for tacos or whatever you use. And they're all cut the exact for. same shape. It's very, yes. very satisfying. It's very satisfying. Yeah, get yourself some Costco burger logs. <clears throat> Number four, it's a little bit indulgent, but I love the butter cinnamon bread. I don't know if you're, it comes like in a pack of three, and it's just like the most indulgent, wonderful, yummy, sweet bread. I don't know that I'm familiar with this. Oh yeah, you, you got to try it. It's super fattening, right. but it's it's an indulgence. Uh, the number three best thing you can get at Costco is booze. <laughs> all, they have all kinds of booze. It comes in big containers. They have like the American vodka, which I never buy because I always buy North River vodka. Get yourself some artisanal Michigan grown. North River Vodka, who is the sponsor of Power Rangers, of course. But they have the things that you'd want to mix with, like with bit, the vodka. Like bitters and whatnot. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, bitters. Uh, I don't know if they have I don't, bitters, I don't know but uh, anyway, they, they might have some vermouth, so you can have yourself a nice um, 
you know, Gibson you, or something like that. Some so fancy stuff. <clears throat> yeah. I, I podcast the entire time with my pinky out. People should know that. Um, but booze at Costco is good. Um, number two is the tortilla strips. They come in this enormous bag. It's like three bucks and you get an enormous bag of tortilla strips to have with your dips or salsa. So when you say tortilla strips, is that different than your traditional tortilla chip? Like, is it yeah. long and narrow, I'm assuming? They're long and narrow. That's exactly right, Jordan. Hall. But are they the same consistency as the regular tortilla chip? We get the tortilla, tortilla chips there. They're very good chips. I would I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, there are, they're not triangular nor circular. They're, they're strip. I like, I like triangular. Hmm. Yeah. There's less chance of uh, the abrasion hitting the corners of your mouth with a triangular chip. It's, it's geometry. The circular, that's why they have circular manholes. So they don't fall in. There's no small sides with the, with the triangle chip. At least you have a fighting chance of an inserting an entire chip without, you know, cutting the corners of your mouth. Who knew? Me. Obviously. I did. <laughs> All right. Number one thing you should get at Costco. You got to guess. I do. They're famous for their toilet paper. Is that where you're going? That's exactly right. You nailed it. You know, according to the famous children's book, everyone poops. Everyone poops. So you're going to need some toilet paper. And Costco has... The Kirkland brand toilet paper. It's fine. It comes in a gigantic thing. You you can just enjoy your time in the bathroom with, with our friends from, from Costco. Nailed it. Okay, a full disclosure. I, I, I bought some Costco stock, so I've got to hype <laughs> it up a little bit here. Say, did you just go to it. Costco for some for a research trip? This is uh, you know, pump and dump here, guys, from our massive audience. <laughs> Okay. Now, to be fair, I do have bad things to get at Costco. You ready? Yeah. I know you're ready. Okay. Number three from the worst is jewelry. Isn't it a little impersonal buying the jewelry from a warehouse? Yes. I I was unaware that that was an option, but yes. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're wearing some Costco jewelry right now, I, I, I don't mean to hassle you too much, but it's kind of an impersonal play, I feel like. All right. Number two from the worst is canned vegetables. They're selling them in like a, a, a crate, like a 24 pack of canned carrots or beans or whatever. They're not even that any more cheaper than getting them at Meyer or wherever else you do your grocery shopping. It just seems like a, it's too much. You don't need that many canned vegetables. We're going to put them. They have frozen vegetables that cook up much nicer, like 20 feet oh, from there. I'm usually a canned vegetable guy would be a for most vegetable things. Guy. Yeah. Sorry. Especially corn. You just got to get canned corn, not frozen corn. That's a hot take. Whatever, That's a take for another day. Whatever, playboy. <laughs> Fancy boy. <laughs> okay. Um, the worst thing to get at Costco. Do you have a guess? This I don't have a guess for. No. The worst thing you can get at Costco is spices because it comes in like a gallon Unless you're making recipes that call for a cup of paprika, you have no reason that you should be buying spices at Costco. They go bad after like six, 12 months. And I know all of you have that spice rack that you either got for your wedding gift 
or you know the you bought for your house when you first moved in it's 12 years old now that spice rack isn't doing you any good okay just to let you know you gotta just have a little funeral for the spices and and move along that's power rankings maybe you just need to up your spice game have you ever considered that just just crush it just like dump cups full of spice onto my foods that's how you build flavor that's what i've learned from food network i can see you being watching a lot of food network <laughs> we do um <laughs> i've i've a few additions uh the pre-made salad mixes that you get in the cold room oh yeah i'm very mm-hmm. big into those i hate the cold room but i like that the salad it's so cold like why does it that's... need to be that cold i hate the cold well, room do you want me to take time to explain why it has to be cold? Or? No, I know. It's just, it's the worst. I, I often try and try and, oh, I'm going to go grab this. But why don't you grab the salads? But she's on to me. So, um, wait, it, you, you're not as the man, you're not muscling up and going into a cold room. You're trying to send your spouse. I've got Florida blood, man. I'm not trying to freeze. <laughs> It's not a long journey. I hate it. It is the living worst. The other thing, clothes. 35% of my wardrobe I purchased at Costco. They have Does that make deals. us basic? Is that make us like basic suburban dudes? Uh, yes, I, I I think it does. And I'm I'm comfortable with that. I don't have all, co- I have some Costco clothes. Not going to lie to you. Undergarments, socks and underwear. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Costco. Shorts. They it's have fine. a lot of great shorts. Dog, shorts, yeah. Definitely. They have like the... Um, kind of light material shorts that yeah, I like. Perfect. Why are we why are we an infomercial for Costco? That, this is not <laughs> me. I'm sorry. Hello, this is Eric's mom and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. All right, nothing on the side of the road this week. Let's jump right to Twitter questions. We have so many Twitter questions. I I promised, you know, like the JV track team, everybody was going to get a chance. And that's kind of a big promise. We got to we got to keep it moving here. All right, rapid fire. Um, Michael Litzner asks, is a 400 win percentage where you expect it to be two months into the season? Honestly, no. I would have expected us to be a little lower than that. I I agree with that. I, yeah, thank you. Take it. Man, this was a good month for us, right? It's a really good month. One game above 500, great month. But for us, hey, it, it is, yes. I mean, I'll, I'll take that the rest of the way. Are you kidding me? All day. More emotionally. Yeah. Than arithmetically, there was more highs in the month of May of this season than in yes. most of the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, Joshua William at Josh in the D asks, "Can you power rank all of the abominations that adjourned the New Era local market edition Tigers capped?" Did you? See I these? think this means adorned, not adjourned. Joshua, I'm not going to insult you, but stop insulting the listeners. It's every week. Our listeners are the new era market edition caps. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listeners. I love you. Did you see those? Oh, weren't they atrocious? What I saw was there was people saying that like, if you'd have, if you'd have snapped them up before they, they pulled them from, you could flip them for hundreds of dollars, which says a lot about yeah. the kind of person that's buying that on the other end. I did like this. But, I did like Seattle one. It had an orca on it. But what a mishmash, a, a complete amalgamation of whatever. It's like in Anchorman where I like 
lamp, whatever they happen to see. That's what went on the cap. It's there like, was no rhyme or reason. It's like they tried to design the cap even, on, in in word with like clip art. It's yeah. It was the it was the clip art and the, like they put zip codes. No, not zip codes. Area codes, but didn't always get them right. Yeah, and they, they really should have fact checked that. Put an oh, intern on that. The whole thing was a mess. Now, do you think it was a? Because they pulled them down again pretty quick. Do you think it was like a marketing stunt? Oh, hot take. I hadn't thought about that. Maybe like, let's just kind of make them mad, get a lot of attention and then just be like, no, er, just kidding. Yeah, maybe I, I like that. You're a marketing guy. Would you do a pull? Would you pull a stunt like that under the right circumstances? There you go. Um, Egg Helms at JP Skronik asks, you're curating, curating a walk up song playlist. Which three songs make it into your queue? Um, I will say that a walk-up song is different than just picking a song that you like or is a good song. It needs to, it needs to fit the walk-up song genre. Mm -hmm. My choice would be Henry Belafonte's, um, the, the walk, the, uh, get in line, whatever. I can't do it. Step in line or whatever. Henry Bellifonte. I'll I'll find it. Sure. You guys know it. Uh, it's from Beetlejuice. That, that would be a perfect walk-up song. All right. I'll have to I'll I'll put that in the in the show, you know, in, in editing. You will not. I will definitely not. Um I'm going with the re, the remix to ignition, hot and fresh out of the kitchen. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Obviously. And maybe Dynamite by Teo Cruz just to piss <laughs> off Chris Hyatt because he hates the song so much. Okay. Um, Joshua William, you're, you're asking two songs here, Josh? That's fine. You're, Is wait. it? You're, you're pissed? Is it fine? He's asking two questions, not two songs. I still got songs in my brain. Okay. Yeah. No, Josh, you're fine. It's fine. Could a ro- I think Josh is a new questioner and already we're alienating him. Could we, a roster. We are alienating him? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Together. just one of us. The we that means. Okay. The we that means me. <laughs> Could a roster comprised entirely of, and I'm using finger quotes, old friends, i.e., former Tigers playing in Asia, Beat the current Toledo <laughs> Mudhens in a seven-game series. Probably not, but I would love to see that. Wouldn't that be fun? I don't know. Get them back for a reunion too. Quite tour. enough to fill an entire roster. There are a lot that, though. You know how they used to have old timers games? What if they had the Mudhens versus like the former Mudhens? Like get Danny Worth back and get so you know fun. Colin Ballister back. And, you know Colin Ballister. That's a name I haven't heard in a hot minute. <laughs> You know, all the all the former mud hens. And here's what I think. I think the especially if you got a team with a lot of guys playing in Asia, the Machados and the Moyas of the world, I think they would I would think they would come close or maybe beat the, the mud hens. Yeah. Here's the reason is they're older and more experienced and Asia places in Asia, they're playing at a pretty high level too. I don't think there would be, I think it would be pretty close. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to see that. I would drive three and a half hours east to go watch that without. Da- Speaking of Toledo, Daz Cameron's playing a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see that. him. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Nation Tom at Tom Lacombe. Do I pronounce the E? Obviously. Tom Lacombe 4 uh, asks After today's minors promotions, 
Who is your sleeper call up for late season promotions? Ooh, that's an interesting Ooh. one. I don't know. There's not a lot of fun usable names on the 40 man. I think that's kind of the issue. Yeah. Um, um I don't know. Who is I, it? Uh Erasmo. Erasmo am I saying Ramirez. that right? Yeah. He'll be up at some point, I think. Yeah. Um I, I feel like know. there's who not else? a lot of actual fun names for this. I'm trying who to think else of is knocking on. at the door? Is Matt Manning going to be up? Uh, people were kind of clamoring for him when he called up Rule 5 Ronnie, but he doesn't seem ready to me. I bet I bet he's up by the end of the year. Specifically yeah, I think in he September. will be too, but I, just maybe not now. No, I'm I'm good on seeing him now. I don't know. I feel like, I feel Sorry, like we, we didn't. We did not do well with that question, but I I don't. Know I was going to say the same thing. Sorry, Tom. We'll try better next time. We didn't we didn't adequately answer that. Yeah. Uh, Dropkick uh, at pnw underscore tenant asks with the hubbub of unwritten rules lately. Hubbub. What are some unwritten rules in life that especially irk you when you see broken? I feel like you're going to have a long on. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit back. Okay, one is when you don't return your shopping cart to the corral. Okay. Like, this is a base. you know, you've seen the meme maybe, but this is like a basic test of human ethics. Nobody's going to punish you if you don't return it. It's just what you need to do out of basic human dignity. You return the cart. Fair enough. People who litter, that's an unwritten rule. Like, you probably won't get busted for littering. But don't throw your crap out your window. Yes, and I'm even talking about cigarette butts, smoker people. Like, don't litter. Yeah, that's it. I don't. I can't. There's probably more. Mine is is, is aggressive driving. I feel like watching someone drive can tell you everything you need to know about their personality. But the person sure. who's weaving in and out of traffic, like you are not that important. There's nowhere that you need to be in that much of a hurry. Just chill out and drive like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, Robert Baker at Kerba 1123 asks, which books would you give to Tigers players a la A Wrinkle in Time in Ted Lasso? Have you seen Ted Lasso? Yeah. Have you? It's beautiful. It's so good. New one's um, coming out in July, I think, which is not very far away. Season, that's true. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I liked Ted Lasso. It was it was what we needed at the moment. Definitely. And I, if season two is anywhere as good as season one, yeah. What up, fam? This is, of course, your boy Jordan here to tell you about one of my all-time favorites, Moot's Pizzeria and Bar. It is the only authentic New York pizzeria in the Motor City and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. You know me. I don't play when it comes to pizza, and this is where it's at. Amongst the best of the best that they have to offer are favorites like Garlic Knots, the Uptown and the Bronx Pizza, Gamelli Pasta, and that Chocolate Lava Cake is hotter than Andrew Romine in April. And they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. Stop in with friends for a few pies and grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite. Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they validate two hours of parking in Lot Z. Tell them Jordan and Eric sent you. A book to give a tiger. Um, I I don't know. Hatchet's my favorite book. That tells you something about my reading level. Definitely. Maybe I'd give Hatchet to Daniel Morris or something. <laughs> That's well done. I wouldn't give any tiger a book because I generally try and have people not read. We don't want we don't Books want a country full of book yeah. It's the last thing we need. Yeah. I would give I just read this book. Um 
an absolutely uh, remarkable happening. The new Hank Green book or the first Hank Green book. And it's kind of about social media. It's the first novel I've read in a long time. So I would give that to Joe Jimenez. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's going to hear this and be pissed at you. It's the, the main and the main protagonist is kind of a, uh, self, uh, not a, a little bit self-absorbed narcissistic thing on social media. So maybe I'd give that to Joe. Although I feel bad for Joe. I wouldn't do that now. I don't understand the reference. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Yeah, Joe, poor Joe. Jimenez. Okay. Uh, where are we? Bill Humphrey. A lot of questions this week. Bill Humphrey at Humphrey Bill. Clever, clever. <laughs> the, uh, the, the back Jason school of Twitter <laughs> handles. <laughs> do you guys have any knowledge no oh there's more to the question if a potential crackdown on the rosin sunscreen slash pine tar will affect our new guys and their progression not that aj would ever put up with that kind of shenanigans <laughs> what do you to address this question and the bigger question of what do you make of this foreign substance it's gonna last like two weeks like all the other crackdowns yeah give it give it a month and we're back to normal as it should be everyone's using something just chill out it's fine it's been happening for a hundred years i agree with you uh but i think i mean is it possible just to remove that rule altogether or modify it in such a way that I feel like you there's an approved wanna... list of substances or I don't know at least uh, make them you go cannot possess effort. more than one schmear of substance <laughs> if we can get language like that in the rule then yes absolutely <laughs> substances shall not to shall not to exceed one schmear exactly on that but some guys that even they have it on the brim of their head it's so obvious yes. and our guys do it too definitely who was it was a farmer who one of our starters recently or one of our people recently it was just very obvious okay moving along we're we're only halfway through do i skip some or are we, we we doing it all right you're the you're the boss here this is your segment <sighs> breath pizza slayer at j slot 0809 who's a regular questioner incoming asks, west michigan themed this laws <laughs> if the detroit tigers could be the main characters in an episode of team umizumi which two recent opposing mlb players would most likely play the troublemakers based on their continued success against the tr- tigers okay this was inspired by my tweet after scope hit a home run where i tweeted super duper super scope instead of and i i gotta tell you i watched a lot of team umizumi as a parent and it just it's like one of those earworms that sticks in your head so i always think of team umizumi but the real question here is who always seems to get the tigers who who is there our adversary our nemesis it's luke scott and nelson cruz I Luke Scott was my number one just because he seemed to piss me off so much. Because he wasn't good. We just just against us. Yeah, but like Jim Tomei like crushed us and was Verlander's nemesis. Yeah, but he was kind of good against everybody. He was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking Luke. Scott. Uh, I feel like Joe Creedy. Yeah. For a while. Also not was good. that guy. You said Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz always seems to get us. To be fair, there Anybody there else? are a lot of those guys specifically over the last yeah, five years. For sure uh dave dewitt at dave dewitt one asks when should the team cut bait with a velo also what is the best food at comerica and why is it italian sausage 
Ooh, hard Good pass question. on that. Uh, Avila, I feel like we've talked about Avila's GMing a lot recently. Um, well, they're they're just at the new dawn of a, a a bright age here, Dave. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not saying he is the. I mean, he's definitely not the best option. But to make a change, you have to identify and be able to bring yeah. in said better option. And, and are now, we going to pay you don't up to change do that? horses midstream? Like in the middle of a year, what are you? Are the Rockies really helping themselves? I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. And that's Dan not Hogan, an endorsement. That's just where we're at. And Dave advocates for the Italian sausage, the, the chicken shawarma nachos. There's also some sort of fried chicken sandwich out in left field that I haven't tried, but I would very much like to. Big, big fried chicken guy. We got to get it back. Got to go back. We got to get back. Uh, at Dan Hogan 95 asks, what are the unwritten rules of podcasting? This is a good question. This is a good question. Um, I feel like I don't, I don't know if this is an unwritten rule or just one that I try and stick to, but I try not to have too many like, hey, download the show tweets. Try to do like yeah, one or two smart. a day for like two days after the release. We're trying to keep the self-promotion at least on the podcast to a minimum. Yeah. Um, I would say not too many blank spaces and you don't. When I first listened to our first couple episodes, I felt like there was a lot of pauses and I felt like it was too slow in some places. So if anything, I try to keep it snappy. You, yeah. can, you, can't, you almost can't make it too snappy. At least one drop from at least one of the podcast host's mother. Yeah. And I try to eat as many insects as possible per, <laughs> per podcast. Just inhale those gnats. As many as All possible. Right. At Shawnee Pat asks, rank the surprises in order of joy. Seems like work, but okay. Thank you, Shawnee. Uh, I'll call them A, Badoo, the everyday player, which... I would almost question that assertion a little bit. Yeah. Fulmer, the competent closer. Funkhauser, the gas-throwing middleman. Or Glo- uh, Grossman, the human OBP robot. Well, I'm not surprised of those, the slightest by the first one, or by, by the last one. Everyone, yeah, everyone Grossman, knew Robbie was yeah. going to be an OBP machine. Right. Surprises right. in order of joy. So that's heavy on joy, but low on surprise. Um to me, uh, the joy still has to be Badoo, right? Yeah, I take a, a decent amount of joy from Fulmer finding his. Like, yeah, he's been a he's been a good servant of the club. I'm glad he's found kind of a role to hopefully sustain his success in. Now, if Funkhauser, I think it's maybe still a little bit too early. Yeah, but for me, it's still Badoo. He plays even when he has makes mistakes. Like he kind of went back on a ball and he, he's still playing with a lot of passion. He's second on the team in, uh, OPS basically. And, yeah. Yeah. So, um, for me, it's still Badoo. Um, dropkick asks another question. Um, Oh, this is about, um, unwritten podcast rules he says i'm gonna guess chastising listener questions is against one of them (laughs) the first first rule of podcast is to insult the people who support you um brett yoder at brett yod asks who is the most despised tiger of the last 10 years and why is it mike avilas he was pretty high on that list um 
is Nafi Perez in the last? Probably. Oh, not. he was a bum. The big one that came oh. to my mind was Dowell Lugo, just because he symbolized yeah. the that JD trade. How about Aubrey Huff? <laughs> I mean, he was only here for what? Just just a, a few, but yeah, he uh, kind of a dick. And he didn't really contribute. And oh yeah, um, yeah. So uh, moving along, where is this one? Okay, Adam Mahler, and I didn't get it to it last week, so he he reminded me. Um, question for you: With so much obvious experience and superior talent out there, if you could replace Al with any Tiger tweeter or beat writer, who would it be? Also, would you be the worst choice? Adam, come on. Reminder, <laughs> Matt Millen did not work out. Okay, who from the Tigers media tweetosphere do you want? I feel like Dan is kind of the obvious slash maybe too yeah. easy choice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There, there are a decent amount of very intelligent tweeters on both sides of the uh, professional barrier. I think World of Isaac could definitely help our concession situation. Should be, um, be you know, Tokars would just make everything a little bit more ornery. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Somebody who's always so angry, and I love just because he's always so frustrated, he's been tweeting a lot less lately, is at is Gray Papke or Popke, however you say his last name, Space Monkey Mafia. He's always just so opinionated and gets so frustrated. I think they're bad, so he's kind of checked out. But I, I would pick him for GM. Gray, you could you could be the GM. I wonder where he's at. I don't. Where are you at, Gray? He's probably he's a he's a big city fan, so he's probably bumming right he now. He is a big man city. Yeah, he always oh, a little chafed. You think? I I would imagine that all city fans are a little chafed right now. That's right, a big so. Chelsea. I watched some of that game. It's good watching good the game. football. Um, wow, here we go. More questions. Dan Hogan, uh, Dan Hogan 95. When can we start to talk seriously about the trade deadline deals? June 1 feels way too early. No, I kind of said this already. I think it's too early. Yeah, I agree. Especially for guys under contract in the next year. Like July 1. Yeah. Uh, John Fine asks, how can I make money? OnlyFans. <laughs> There you have it, John. I don't. I gotta tell you, I I've met John before, and maybe maybe he'd run a successful OnlyFans. I don't know. It's worth a try, John. There's a lot of perverts out there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, in the words of the great American poet Britney Spears, "You want a hot body? You want a Maserati? Got to work, bitch." Not the first time you've quoted that on this show. <laughs> it's it's pure magic. David Ham at David J. Ham asks, how much oh boy, this is a question for you. How much credit does Chris Fetter deserve for the pitching improvements? And should the front office be thinking about a very lucrative extension for him? <laughs> first of all, he He's can only be in the first year of his deal. So while I would love to see him here forever, I think we can probably pump the brakes there. How long are coaching deals usually? Do I, you don't, know? I don't know, but I can't imagine it's a one year deal. Right. Um, well, managers typically get like four years, yeah, don't they? Kind of like players. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is a very good question. I feel like 
he can only offer so much of advice, so much advice. Like some of it has to be adopted and, and taken into game situations by the pitchers. Um, I don't know. I feel like 50% is probably a hair bit much, but I'm willing to give it to him. I knew you would be. Um, <laughs> Eric Hug at Eric Hug. This is a great, this is a new questioner and a great username at Eric Hug. It's probably his name. Hugs are, hugs are wonderful. And Eric is a pretty good name. Just ask Eric Haas. It's good. I believe the Brewers slash Tigers logo matchup ball glove and old English tea is the best in all MLB. Do you agree? I don't, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. The The new Brewers branding is really good. Like I really like it. And obviously yeah. tigers are as classy as it gets. Did, know, have, did they do away with like kind of the silvery part? Yeah, like it's all the, like the weedy type stuff. Yeah. Do you like the wheat featured I, in the, I, I didn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say. It's, it's still subtle. Best, it's like but... the laces of the ball are wheat. Yeah, I thought that was clever. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I, no, the, I, it's pretty good. The classic, uh, you know, I'm holding up my palm. Mm-hmm. MB for the glove is extremely clever. Yeah, I like it. You know, it's almost like the the Expos logo where it's spelled out in French or whatever the initials or whatever that. I actually good. prefer less French just overall. I am fancy boy. Like French. Anthony Troy asks, what is your favorite kind of brat? I'm partial to jalapeno cheddar. I'm right there with you, dog. Yeah. Bob's butcher block. Yeah. Yeah. Has some good jalapeno cheddar brats. That's where it's at. If you're into that. You know, just the standard brat is good too. The beer brat or whatever. Do you know that Meyer is now selling a Bell's two hearted branded Meyer brand brought. None of that means anything to me. So no, I did not know that. Anyway, I found that interesting when I was at my local Meyer. Meyer sucks. Um, Derek, uh, excuse me, Derek, Dave, Derek, Dave Fleece, Fleece. I never know how to say his name. Eric, I need you to compare some tigers to disc golf discs. This is a very niche question, and I don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, Maybe you can do that over the next two weeks. Yeah, that might take some time. Um, Cabrera is a destroyer there. Now, I did one. Everybody's happy. Thomas Gruendahl asks, uh, are there any realistic silver linings in Cabrera's stat lines? Does have have a terrible babip or something I can cling to? Does he have? Okay, got it. I haven't checked recently, but... If a while back when I looked, he did have a really terrible batting average. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, yes. Go I with that. Like Tom. the silver lining is that it probably can only get better. It's not going to get a lot better, but he's not a. Was he hitting one forty or whatever? He's he's probably one eighty. I think probably still a little bit like. better than that. He is batting one eighty four. I mean, I would be shocked if he finishes the year below two hundred. Right, like right. Miguel yeah. Cabrera cannot hit less than two hundred. I agree with that. So it'll get a little better. Isaiah at Isaiah Wallace twenty six asks, "Who do you guys think the best slash most consistent hitter is this year?" In my opinion, I think it's Robbie Grossman, but I'm interested to see your opinions. It's Jamer Candelario. It's Robbie Grossman. What are you? What, what are you talking about? They they are equally as good at what they do. 
Jamer he is says hitter, not yes. base getter honor. That is it's a Kindle huge audio. part of being a hitter. No, it's <laughs> they are they're both. You know, if we're talking on a Madden scale, they're both seventy five, just at different things. Uh, it's the clear answer to me is okay. Oh, here this is interesting. I'm looking it up right now. The OPS plus, which tries to normalize and averageize things, Jamer is a 120 and Robbie is a 119. There They're you both go. right there, but of course I'm right. Okay, <laughs> moving on. How many more uh, are there of these? I'm not sure we can promise 100. percent Well, again. I promised everybody got featured, so then they piled on participation um, trophies. I should never promise anything to anybody. At Andrew underscore Bush asks, and why did you forget about Joe Nathan? Oh, on uh, Most Hated Tigers. Oh, Most Hated. Yeah, he was pretty hated. This was good job, Andrew, knowing what we were going to say and knowing or forget Joe Nathan. Yeah, yeah, he was a bum. Good, good call. Who else did we get? Troy Percival, who was kind of a flame-out closer. He was also like 97 years old when he came to us. Yeah. Uh, Steve Butts at Steve B fifty four seventy seven asks, which Blue Oyster Cult song most reminds you of Buck Farmer's career as a tiger? You're on your own with that one. Uh, the only one I know is the the um, the cowbell one. Don't fear the reaper. Is that? I think that's what we go Buck with. Farmer, don't fear the reaper. Sure. I guess that's the one. That's the only one I know. Brett Yoder. Again, asks. Uh, no, he's that's a follow up. Okay, one more. We we did it. We're to the Ooh. end. Leland's Long at Leland's Long asks. The fans have spoken. We want Hill and Cameron. Enough of Reyes and Mazzara. It may not change the outcome, but at least it's a move forward. You like that? I mean, I could definitely live without Mazzara. Um, I mean, I would send Reyes down before I out you know, DFA him or whatever. Um, I feel like Reyes is something or yeah. can be something. He's proved it at the major league level for a half a season that he could, can be above average. I hitter. can see him being a fourth outfielder when we're good. I don't think he's, I don't think necessarily think he'd be a starter, but I mean, right. do you see Daz Cameron or Derek Hill as somebody that's oh. contributing when we're good? I don't know. I, I would like to see no. what Daz has. He's, he's been playing well at triple I'd like to see, him but i i don't i don't think there's much there on either of those accounts hill just seems like a a bit of a role player for me you know defensive sub pinch runner which is what he was when we drafted him which is all i get why i get ornery and daz cameron i don't know it's just been so inconsistent for him i you'd want to see a couple months of steadiness before you think he's going to be better than reyes and mazara consistently that's just my that's just my take. I get it though. I get you want to see some fresh faces, spice it up a little bit, but I don't think you're gonna do instantly better than Reyes and Mazzara. Sorry. Yeah. All that's right. it. You, you we did made a it through Twitter questions. Job reading those. Thank you. I tried my best. My reading was right up there with the quality of the questions, I think. So take that for what you will. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's brain and the show is at podcastianos. As always, this show is brought to you by Moots Pizzeria and Bar in downtown Detroit and by North River Vodka, northrivervodka.com and on the socials at North River Vodka. I was curious how long you were going to go before you mentioned that in power rankings. Um, 
I might have forgot at the very beginning. That's all right. <laughs> we doubled down later, so it made up for for not mentioning in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah. North River vodka, by, made from whole fresh Michigan potatoes, right here in the Great Lake State. Calcasca. Yeah, Calcasca. That is definitely up north. Everybody thinks Calcasca is up north, even if you live in Alaska. Calcasca is spiritually and emotionally up north. <laughs> All right. Anything else to say to the people before we get out of here? For another week. Oh, um, before we go, programming note: I will be on vacation in Colorado for the next two weeks. I'm giving Eric the login info to post things, yeah. so mm-hmm. there may or may not be something. It may or may not be intelligible, um, but I guess there goes the brand. Download at oh. your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what I. You might have an episode every day. You might have uh, one five-hour episode. You just do not know. What you do know is that if there are listener questions, you will be insulted in them. I'm getting better. I'm, I'm reforming myself. I'm loving the listeners more. <laughs> Love you, questioners. With that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Phrasing. Stabilify. Stab- that, that was what I was looking for. Yep. That, sounds, that sounds like a prescription drug. <laughs> stabilify. Try stabilify. For moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. <laughs> that was awfully quick. <laughs> this has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.